We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome in another edition of the uh, Good and Plenty podcast. I'm joined here by uh, Wake Forest coach Steve Forbes and uh, ESPN's Robbie Hummel. And uh, Forbes, you look like uh, you've, you've done like seven or eight Zoom calls today. Well, you guys are young, okay? When I was a kid, Zoom was a PBS TV show, okay? Like Zoom came on after Sesame Street. And so um, – I'm completely zoomed out. Um, today's our quote unquote off day. And so that means we have jam packed zoom meetings. Um, and the first one of the day started off with some fireworks and then, uh, it just kind of get to that. It was just kind of built from there. So, Hey, glad to end the day on the, the good and the plenty. Some more fireworks, some more fireworks coming your way. All right. So wait, go through, go through for Rob and I. What that that call that ACC coach? You're the new guy on the block, right? You got Kay, you got Roy, you got Bayheim. Uh, too bad you missed Patino. I mean, you could have had that full quartet there, but but you got the the trio. What was this like? Did you have any idea what today's call was going to be like when the news came out that uh, you guys were unified? That everybody we're going to be all inclusive uh, with the NCAA tournament. We're going to have. Uh, 600 teams in, in the NCAA tournament now. We're going to have 347 teams. That's the proposal that Coach K and you guys came up with today. No, it didn't start out like that. Um, actually started out with um, some proposals that are coming up here pretty soon as far as when the season is going to start, allegedly, or, you know, we hope. And some uh, NCAA waiver proposals and some on some hours, CARA hours, just, you know, some things of that nature. And then, um, you know, a lot of times then it just, just kind of open it up to, uh, you know, whoever wants to speak. And, you know, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I've been on these since May 1. And, I mean, you think about who I've been on these calls with, it's very informative and it's uh, very thought-provoking. And, and, and honestly, I've never really got off that call and kind of went, man, that didn't make any sense. I'll be honest with you, everything that I've heard – for the last three or four months, it's really been spot on. And, and so um, it just came up. You know, it, it's been discussed before about maybe having everybody make the tournament. But, but the reason why it came up was because it had some momentum in a meeting with, um, I think, Coach K and um, a couple other coaches in the league and a couple ADs and our, and our uh, commissioner were all for it. And so the discussion began. And the, only, and the only reason why it wheeled towards me was they just asked me, you know, rightfully so, how to, you know, my feelings of it last year when we were 30 and four and made the tournament and uh, didn't get in and didn't get a play. And, you know, it's awful, you know, awful feeling, awful for the seniors, awful for the kids that didn't get a play. It's not their fault, you know. And so I think, you know, it didn't have anything to do with money, it didn't have anything to do with, um, you know, saving people's jobs. At least I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it more like this is an unprecedented time. Sometimes you do unprecedented things. And so um, genuinely just felt like maybe this was a year 
take the pressure off, give the players the incentive of being able to, okay, you're going to get a play in the tournament, no matter what the regular season looks like. And we have to be honest with ourselves. We don't know what the regular season is going to look like. You know, it can sound, well, we're going to get to play 26 games. We may not. You know, we may play 18. Depends on COVID. Depends on quarantine. Depends on a lot of things. And so um, are we going to play non-conference? I don't know. I can't answer that. I think a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk about bubbles. I don't think that's, I don't know how realistic that is because I don't know how many teams are really going to play in that when it really comes down to it. We're spending $75,000 a week on COVID testing just here at Wake Forest. Are we going to jeopardize that by going somewhere where they, where the, there's no protocols or there's very few? I don't think so. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> so what was the reaction for us? When, when, was it Kay who brought it up first and, and, and then kind of you went around the Zoom room and everybody yeah. voted? Yeah, I mean, Coach K talked about it. And then Kevin Keats was there for the meeting, Tony Bennett. I mean, everybody talked. Beheim, um, Brownell, Chris Mack, me, um, who else? Uh, Larinaga. We all talked. Roy. Um, Roy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coach Hamilton um, didn't say a whole lot today, he, but he's always very uh, engaged. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't – I mean, it, it kind of – took a life of its own. Mike Bray spoke a lot. Mike Bray talked about, which I wasn't aware of, that they'd already been kind of been asked by their AD to kind of work on a bracket, you know, to see how that looked. I'm not that smart, so I wouldn't even think about trying that. You can't figure a 346-team bracket? for can't do an 18-bracket. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm a history degree. Okay. Hummel, Hummel can figure it out. Don't worry. Well, Hummel's from – but he went to Purdue. I mean, he's yeah, that's true. He's Good point. I mean, come on. No shot. No shot. I mean, but – I, I, you know, it, it, you know, so then it came to, okay, um, should we do, uh, um, you know, one, you know, one release, one, one statement, one statement. And then it kind of came out, well, why don't we just do our own, you know? And so, uh, we just all said we would. And, you know, I think Chris was first, maybe I was second and then just kind of, you know, went on from there. And, um, I mean, honestly, a lot of people just lost their mind over it. And I was kind of like, it's just an idea. You know I mean? I mean, it's not like, whoa, end of the world here. You know, um, it's not going to ruin the tournament. And nobody said, not one time in a meeting did anybody say, hey, we need to do this forever. Right. I mean, it's just, this is an unprecedented. And I said it last year, and you know this because you have me on. I wanted my seniors to get another year of eligibility. Yep. Because I thought it was unprecedented. I just wanted them to get that chance. It didn't happen, you know. And so there's a lot of smarter people than me that'll try to figure all this out. But at least we're talking about it, right? Very we're true. talking about the tournament. I think that's what more than anything what coach really wanted. And I don't really believe in my heart that the, those Hall of Fame coaches in our league are going to ever do anything or propose things to really hurt our game or, uh, you know, hurt college basketball. I, I just don't believe that. I think they have the game. I think they have the best interest of the game. Rob, what do you think? What do you, you like the idea of 346 teams playing in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I, I mean, and I, I come, I'm from Indiana. So you look at, you know, what the, the single class Indiana State High School basketball tournament used to be. It's the greatest high school tournament there ever was. Talk to anybody that lives there. They'll tell you, right? So, in that regard, I think it's intriguing. I also think from a coronavirus standpoint, it kind of makes some sense. On, on one point, you look at it and say, all right, you have a team. Let's throw out Western Illinois. Let's say Western Illinois is having a tough year. They're 5-20. and 20. The players are going to be like, man, I'm going out. I don't care. I'm not, we're not making a tournament. Right. This gives them a reason so maybe not do that because you can be a team that says, "Hey, we can make a run here still." Now, doesn't mean they're gonna they're eighteen to twenty two year old kids. That doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna happen. But I think that makes sense. And then also, you're gonna have teams that probably get kids sick. And if you're looking at it from a resume perspective, that's tough for head coaches if you've got a quarantine players or someone that gets not even sick but exposed, and you're coaching for NCAA tournaments in the in the normal time period where that is evaluated as a, a successful year or not, now that does start to mess with people's jobs. 
So I don't really hate it. Like, I, I really don't. I think that you could make it work. I think you could regionalize it so that teams could, could bubble, a, like, early. Pods. Yeah, like, do pods. Forbes, exactly. is, loving. Forbes well, is loving you right well, now. I just, no, I think it makes a lot of sense. It would be, honestly, be fun to watch, too. You're going to have some crap games. There's, there's no doubt. There will be some horrible games in the early parts of the tournament, but that's fine. Listen, you know, it's, it, I think it's not a terrible idea. I'm not telling you that, and Robbie, we live in a different time when you went to college than when I went to college, and I'm sitting here going through it with my players, okay? And I feel for them in a way. I mean, they get the rod jammed up their nose a couple times a week. They can't go to parties. They got a social distance. They can't even hang out with their teammates in the locker room. We can't even have a, 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 a catered team meal. You know, we got a social – I mean – there's so many things that are not normal about a college experience going on right now. Now we're we're lucky because we're here, and we're we're and we're excited about that. But I would just like to give them the opportunity to have that carrot, you know, that because it's, it's exactly what you said. Listen, we may only play 20 games. Who knows? I mean, we might just play conference games. I mean, a lot of schools, a lot of leagues may do that. And then what happens if you get COVID? Somebody gets quarantined in the middle of it, and you miss four games. Now you played 16. You know, or if you're at 24, now you played, you know, 20. I don't know. I, I I think there's so many things that we just don't know that I wouldn't want to be on. How would you like to be on the – how are you going to be on the committee making those decisions? Um, when you just – okay, your decision's made for you this year. I'd probably be like, let's go, man. I don't got to do that. I mean, last year I went into the conference championship 29-4 and four, and people were telling me we needed to win or we weren't going to get in. Come on. You know what I mean? So don't get, don't go. I'm the wrong person to be talking to about, you know, well, you know, we need to play non-conference games. Come on, man. It's all. I just worry. Listen, I'm for it. Like I'm okay with it. I I just feel like we can go to 96. We can go to 346, whatever you want to do. I'm good with the only thing I would say is twofold. One, are you increasing the risk? Yeah. Rather than playing with 68 or 64 teams, obviously you're having, you're adding almost 300 teams to the mix. Now, hopefully things are better come March, and we've got, you know, quick, rapid, uh, effective, cheap testing. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. So I I think still the tournament to me, I'm not sure we got to worry about the tournament today. I think you got to worry about the regular season today. That's the part I'd start with. I know Kay said, let's work backwards uh, in a story he did with Dane O'Neill. Coach has been on that the whole time. Coach has unwavered on that about working backwards, knowing what the tournament is, when is it, what are the parameters. But how do you know when it is, Forbes, until you know what the regular season's going to look like? Yeah, I think you got to decide when. When are we? When does TV? When does CBS say we're? Maybe it's just when we're going to have it. You know, it probably right. is. I don't. I, I don't think they know. listen. It makes it makes a little bit of money for them. I think right. as long as it doesn't interfere with the Masters, right. You pretty much can move everything else, right? I mean, it's gonna it's gonna do better ratings than anything else you're gonna put on in in, in April. I mean, I think, I think. I mean, I think before you have the tournament, you're gonna have to quarantine no matter what. I mean, I, I I'm under the mindset that no matter if there's 68 teams or 300 teams, we're gonna quarantine before we go. We're not gonna just drag it there. I mean, there won't be teams that will go. I mean, I don't think pres- – got to realize now we have 5,000 students on our campus and things are relatively going very well right now for us. Do you think our president is going to allow us to drag that back? I mean, there's more important things than, than basketball. There's all these kids going to school here. So that's what I think you, a lot of people aren't taking that into consideration. You know, when we're talking about bubbles and this and that, I mean, we're not – we're not doing that. I mean, I mean, I, I, maybe I, maybe I'm wrong, but, but I'll be surprised. And I, and I, and I think with the NCAA tournament, I'd be shocked if we didn't have to quarantine at some point before we go, I, I would be surprised. shocked. Yeah. It's just going to be interesting again, you know, between the risk and then the financial part of it for the NCAA, um, you know, the, the cost of testing, the cost of potential travel. And again, listen, Rob, what, what you can do, Certainly, you can do it where you regionalize it um, so teams aren't getting on a plane for the first however many rounds. 
Um, I, I just think there's a lot of, of hurdles to clear for, for something that big. And, and I talked to a source a couple of weeks ago from the NCAA, and they said, and I tweeted this earlier, we're much more likely to go to 32 than we are to expand. Now, maybe that changes with the power of, of Kay uh, and, and Roy and, and Bayheim, And if you get Calipari and all the – listen, my take on that is why not try to get everybody together? Because let's face it, most coaches are going to be in favor of this because it's, it's potentially going to save their jobs and get them another NCAA tournament appearance. I mean, you know, who, it can't who, hurt who would be against it as right. a coach? I mean, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. you got to be an idiot to be against it as a coach because not only does it help you, but it helps your kids. But that's, See, that's the thing. I mean, I think, yeah, we all get caught up in us and our jobs and whatever, but it's really, truly, it's about those kids and, and giving them – something, you know, you say, well, that's what the conference tournament is for. Well, what if we don't even have a con- – I don't know. What if people get COVID and we can't play a conference tournament? Are we going to play a conference tournament in front of fans? Probably not. You know, and where are you going to play it? And how are you going to do it? And, listen, it's just unprecedented. No, And, listen, I, I'm pretty sure when that got tweeted out today, nobody said, we got to get that pass today. You know, I mean, come on, man. We just – it's trying to get people to got everybody on board. That That's my take. Like, just the ACC was cool that you guys were unified. But, man, if you had done it right, you might have been able to get everybody, all 32 leagues, on yeah, board. And then, and then we would have talked to somebody in the Big Ten, and they would have leaked it to you. And No doubt. I thought of that. No question. On, you're right. I mean, you're, see, you're you were right. texting me during the meeting, man. Come on. Come on. Don't I mean, even go there. You wouldn't return my damn text. I had it 10 minutes early. I'm a team player. Um. <laughs> You know, it, it, that's the problem. You can't do that. You can't do anything secretive. I thought I, I completely thought about it, that. You know, right. we talked about it. Yeah. Like, but it's kind of like. Let's get it yeah. out there. Because it's just going to, no, no, then we don't have control of it. And we don't, you know, so, hey, here it is. We're listening. Everybody's listening. It's like I said, nobody today was like, man, this better get passed tomorrow. You know, come on, man. I mean, it's it's something to uh, to think to about. Talk about, think about. Yeah. Sure, sure. Rob, Rob, how do you do this? What if if you're running college hoops now? How, how do you how do you make sure this gets off the ground and we play 25 games this year? Because honestly, I think everybody would sign up if you said, "Hey, we can get 18 conference games, 20 conference games, and a half dozen non-conference." See, the bubble like for the NBA works because you're on a huge campus. You can golf, you can fish, you can do, it's warm. If you're going to bubble in cold weather areas, like let's say the big 10 bubbles in Indianapolis, you're going to stick these kids in the JW Marriott for like two months and be like, Hey, just chill in here. No, can't do that. So like my, my thought is like short and this would, you would need like effective rapid testing for sure to do this. But, like, short-term bubbles, like, ha- have, like, these mini kind of non-conference tournaments wherever where you can go for two or three weeks. But, again, then you're coming back to campus, like like Coach Forbes said. And, like, now you're endangering your student population if somehow – I guess the good thing is is that we've seen that in pro sports you can mitigate the spread of this. Like you can bubble and you can stop this from being transmitted. But I think with the expense of the testing – that's really a concern, but I guess in a perfect world, like in a perfect COVID world, I guess you would have some like three or four week, like non-conference deals from December and January and then play, then bubble up for the conference season and play that too. And then you have your NCAA tournament, whether it's 32 or 300, however many. But I, I, I agree. But I think what some of the thinking is of some of these leagues is, doing what you said, but just starting right away with conference games. Mm-hmm. So we can have, we have a cushion when something happens that we can make those games up and we all have the same protocol in our league. And, and I think that's, you know, you know, that's why I think the non-conference is in jeopardy. Um, now, maybe not for the whole country, Right. I'm not, but I'm speaking, you know, for what I'm doing. Okay, right, Forbes. Some leagues you think are not going to uh, sign off on non-conference games and going to a bubble 
and coming back to campus or certainly bringing anybody I mean, to your campus? I don't think – I think there will be some teams that will not do that. Um, um, I can't speak for them, but just, you know, being in the business for 32 years and having a lot of friends and listening to coaches, I – it's. I mean, I I kind of get a chuckle out of there were those texts when tweets when people say you know there's 16 major conference teams going to this who right, right you right. know I mean um, no I, I don't I mean you got the Ivy League who's not playing until January I don't know what the Pac 12 or, is doing I mean you know we have us in the Big Ten and the Big I mean I don't know I mean. Nobody really knows, but nobody is definitely saying that we're going to be playing these non-conference games. I have not heard that. Um, but I have heard a lot of talk about, you know, playing league games. Now, maybe we can do both. Um, but, you know, like, for instance, the other day, it was kind of frustrating to me and the coaches in our league that, that came out that, okay, we're going to push for, um, I think I talked to you about this, November 25th, but you can still play 31 games. I mean, come on. Can't. I mean, you can't play 31 games in November 10th, barely. You know, I mean, come on. I guess, I guess the only way you could, Forbes, is if you're not traveling and you're in a bubble and you can play maybe three games in a week instead of two. Play every day. I mean, come on. At the NBA back-to-back spring brought to college basketball. You're going to have to call my boy Nurse up and see how to handle that. I don't know. Man. I ain't used to that. I mean, um, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's, um, I, it's one of those things I – I think we're trying hard to figure it out and get ahead of it, but there's going to be some things I don't know if we're going to know, you know, until we get down to it. And and how do you put together – we all have a non-conference schedule, but how do you do it? You know, How, how many do you, games do you have right now? Right now in your non-conference schedule, if it goes – If we start I mean, November 25th, if we start November 25th, what do oh, you Oh, I would lose five games. Yeah. So I would be at, I think, 26. Because we get twenty league games, I think I, I think I'd be at twenty. I think because we get thirty one with the MTE, I think I'd be at twenty six. I think I counted that today. Counted back, you know. So, you know, it depends. Um, again, and you know what, it, it, guys, Robbie and Jeb, it might not even be a league. It might be an institutional decision, right? Maybe, maybe my president says, Doctor Hatch says, you're not going to somewhere, or or you are going there, but you're not going there. You know. I, I don't know. I also look at, like, state travel bans. Like, if you're in Illinois right now and you're going to go to Wisconsin, like, if if the University of Illinois is playing at Wisconsin, they could have a quarantine for 14 days after. I'll tell you something. My mom was distraught. She lives in Lone Tree, Iowa. Yes, I grew up in Iowa, Hawkeye. My brother went to the Wisconsin Dells last weekend, and I thought she was going to have a major (laughs) meltdown on my brother, who was in a cabin isolated in the Wisconsin Dells. But she told me. You're not supposed to go to Wisconsin. Yeah. So I didn't know that, but you understand. You get it. I mean, I, I don't. And it may. It's not going to be just Wake Forest. It's going to be, man, uh, the state be, level like that. That's a that's a state government or a city government. That's that's not right? even control. I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't and won't control. You know, as far as uh, like we're going to play college game day here this weekend against Clemson with no fans. You know, I don't get to go hang out with Corso and Herb Street. I'm depressed. You can't even go to the game? Nothing? Or you no. go? Nothing. You can't even – you got to watch it from home like the rest of us. Well, you're watching it at the drive-in theater. I think we're having a social distancing uh, watch party at the drive-in. Of course, Robbie doesn't know about drive-ins. They, no, they're popping up all over Chicago oh, now. They've the got them all over the place here. All right, all right cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my only shot, man, his uh, drive-in theater. But uh, I'll probably watch it right here at the old house. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring even more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people, and they do it fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, 
which is shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of, of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash good. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash good. Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through September 30th. Yeah. I can't believe that the, the, the Chiefs were, were recording this on, on Wednesday night after your boy Nick Nurse just forced the game seven with the, uh, with the Celtics. But how about the Chiefs? I didn't even realize this. So, like, nobody else in the NFL is really having fans this weekend for the most part. But the Chiefs are having, like, 15,000 or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Like 20%, I think. Crazy. I mean, I just think it's dumb, flat-out dumb and irresponsible to start that way. Like, most teams are starting, whether it's college football, whether it's the NFL, with, like, all right, we're going to try, like, two games. Let's try it out with no fans. Like, isn't that just, like, common sense, guys? Well, I'm I'm not going. <laughs> you know, I I'm like I won't be there, and I like I'll to go to the Bears game in a couple of weeks. Well, it's so entertaining. We'll probably go to the Patriots. So let's so good with our situation. I, I can't stand the Patriots. Listen, hey, yeah, but listen, you you were crying in your Dave Collins jersey, and I don't even go there. <laughs> you had your Brad Stevens <laughs> bobblehead. I you told staring them. at it before the game, rubbing on it. I'm the biggest Andrew Tony fan in Boston ever, okay? Grew up a huge Sixers fan. Now, I am a Jason Tatum guy. Everybody knows that. I, I get it. I get hey, it. What are your thoughts, then, on what he's been doing here? He is so talented, but – Tatum? Tatum. He cries too much, first of all. Like, he's never going to get a call because he thinks he's already 32 and he's earned uh, all these calls, and he, can, and he watches everybody else. I can't even – Bob, I can't watch – I can't watch the fucking game three is like yeah. elementary level screw up. That yeah. is awful. Kemba was bad tonight defensively at the end. Uh, no, I, Jason Tatum though is frustrating because he'll make two like big time plays the way he does in double overtime, but do like six dumb things. Yeah, so, like I don't. I mean, Jalen Brown, same same type of thing. He can be great one night, great you know, terrible the next. Um, they listen. I've said this. Nick Nurse, and, and I'm not saying this because Forbes is on and he kind of grew up with Nick. Um, he was my pick for coach of the year easy. What he did with that group this year and those two little fucking guards who are tough as shit. I mean, they are – Lowry, you know, and Fred, he coached Fred. So, uh, you, you're never going to get – Forbes is gushing. Uh, the combination of Nick Nurse and Fred is like Forbes' wet dream, okay? I don't know if I can say yeah, that. I guess what I did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, first of all, it is amazing that those guys are as small as they are, are playing together. Nobody would ever thought that was possible. And then tonight he's got, what's he got, Obi playing a five or Pascal. I mean, they're just, OG, they're just throwing shot passes to Tish and he's dunking it. And you're like, come on. And I didn't get a watch much because I was zooming, but I did see the last uh, three minutes and then the overtime and, Hey man, it, they just toughed it out. They just—it's just resiliency, and I do think they have a big. Uh, I think they have a great uh, connection amongst themselves. I think that's what Nick's uh, one of his biggest strengths. I mean, he's obviously a really good coach, and he's a little bit of a riverboat gambler and a little <laughs> unconventional, and you're not afraid to throw a box in one or a triangle in two or a trapezoid in three. I don't know, um, but but he's connected to the players. And if you if you got that, you got a chance, right? And in this day and age, especially, I, I, think, I think it's cool that he comes from such an unconventional place. Like, <laughs> yeah. I used to watch a lot of BBL games when I was playing in Russia because wow. my high school teammate Scott Martin, who's an assistant yeah. name now, yeah, he yeah. was playing for Newcastle. And <laughs> his team, so I watched the Newcastle Eagles like all the time. So what am I going to do in Moscow, right? <laughs> they had a player coach. This oh, dude's yeah. name is Fab Florian. I think he's with the Raptors now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like heard. a freaking icon in, in English basketball. Yeah. I got. I watch all these BBL games, and I would laugh so hard because Scott's girlfriend at the time, 
her dad was the color guy, the announcer. And he'd, he'd be doing these games. I'd watch every one. And he'd be like, oh, you know, we, we all remember the Battle of Leicester. Like he was talking about like the Jordan flu game, right? Like it's like, dude, like I have no idea what this guy's talking about. But I think it's cool that he comes from a different place than most head coaches in the NBA do. You know, it's a, it's the road less traveled, you know, and, and, and we, we had that moment together, really. I mean, we were in a dorm room in a camp in camp, St. Joe's, Missouri, right outside where the Chiefs play. And there's a bunk bed. And, you know, I, I was probably on the bottom because I'm a little heavier than him. And um, we just kind of had that moment, you know, where I said, you know, I'm going to leave where I was at and go coach Barton County Community College. And he said, well, I'm going to leave, where, you know, where he was at. I'm going to go back overseas because I want to coach in the NBA someday. And so, okay. So we just went and – you know, every summer we, you know, we'd meet up. I've I've called many of those hotels in in Manchester and Derby and you know uh, Brighton where he coached and talked to him on the phone and and then one summer he called me and said, "Hey, um, Iowa is going to start a at that time a D League team, the Iowa Energy, and I think I'm going to run it." And uh, he knew that he got some investors together, Jerry Crawford and some people, and there they go. And about two three years later, they win the title. And then he goes to Rio Grande, and he wins it again. And then uh, Colangelo's son was the GM of the um, – can't remember his first name. He was the GM of the uh, Raptors at that time. They come down and watched him coach, I think, 15 games in a row, something like that. And he called me. I almost blew it for him. He called me because I'm Mr. Social Media. He called me and um, said, hey, I'm – I'm going to get, I'm going to be assistant coach of the Raptors. And he was getting frustrated because he wanted to be in the NBA. You know, it's hard. I mean, he put all this time in and wasn't getting any breaks and won a couple titles. And, and I said, you know, that's awesome. I'm going to be Dwayne Casey's assistant. So I go right on Facebook. Hey, congratulations, Nick Nurse. He goes, calls me, what are you doing? It hasn't been announced yet. And I'm like, you know, so, um, and then he just, you know, Hey, you know, I've been there. I've been. I've taken over one job in JUCO where the head coach got fired, and I got the job. Uneasy, you know, uneasy. But we won, you know. And 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 you know, I know it wasn't an easy time for him. And then, what a, what an unbelievable situation to get Kawhi and do a great job with him and win the title, um, and then lose him, you know. And and I'm talking to him on the phone and. He's in the hotel with Kwai, and Kwai's upstairs, and he thinks he's going to come back, and then, then he's not, you know. And um, and then to do what he did this year with his team, pretty remarkable, if you Correct. ask me. Um, but he's just like Robbie Hummel and me. He's a small-town Iowa dude that loves basketball and, um, you know, studied the game and 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 is and not afraid, you know, not afraid to, to – uh, to try some things I think most people aren't willing to do. Hey, Rob, you ever go against Kawhi when you were in the league? Yeah, so when I was in Minnesota, I started, like, the last, like, six games of my rookie year. And we're, we're playing the Spurs, and it's like, you know, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, and Kawhi Leonard's coming off his career high at that time, like 29. And this happened multiple times in this game, like, three-game stretch where I was – I would go into, like, the pregame meetings thinking, I'm going to definitely – and they're like, Rob, you got Kawhi Leonard. And I'm like, what? Like, I, it would be perfect for me to guard Danny Green tonight, right? Like, he's going to shoot threes and run around, and I can chase him. And it happened the next game against the Bulls, where I'm like, I'll guard Mike Dunley. Like, You're guarding Jimmy Butler. I'm like, why is Rick Adam torturing me? Why does he want to watch this dude score 35 tonight? And actually, surprisingly, Kawhi's coming off that career night, and he really wasn't very aggressive. Now he was still young. Like he was, he was still figuring it out for sure. And now you see him, but he's just like, you know, his hands are enormous, and he is strong, and he's athletic, and his pull-up game is absolutely flawless. Like he, he is, he's a stud. I, I was really fortunate on that night that he just was not. He must. It must have been like a back-to-back. He wasn't looking to be, to be very aggressive. Thank God. His, uh, his freshman year at San Diego State. We played them in the end, first round of the NCAA tournament in Providence. 
I was there. I don't know. You might have been there. I was. So, uh, I think he missed a shot maybe to win it. It was a close game. And afterwards, Robbie, I, I got the statue. And I'm like, who is this Kawhi Leonard guy? <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, man. He had 22 rebounds. God. Well, it's funny how it works now where you see these guys do this. Right? I mean, like 10 years later. Awesome. I'm like, Kawhi Leonard? I mean, who recruited this kid? You know what I mean? You know, we go, yeah, well, there we go. You know, you take time takes off and he's a hell of a player. But, I, I mean, I – I didn't know who he was. I mean, until I, you got 22 rebounds. It was like, the coolest thing. I don't know if I've told either of you this story. I, I've said it before, I think, on the pod. But um, I went out to San Diego his sophomore year, early in his sophomore year. He started to blow up a little bit. And uh, set up an interview with him at noon in, in, in the sports information director's office. It was his first national story. I was with Fox, I think, then. Uh, gone through four spots since then. Um, anyway, so noon comes, I'm thinking Kawhi's going to be here. It's his first national story. He's going to be here 20 minutes early, excited. Noon, no Kawhi. 12.15, no Kawhi. 12.30, no Kawhi. I'm like, what the fuck? Finally, the, the SID, Darren, uh, calls him and he's like, Kawhi, like, man, like, I, you know, I'm here. Like, we got a national writer here. Where are you? And he's like, uh. You know, I'm, I'm with my cousin at the Department of Motor Vehicles, just helping him get his license. Um, I'll be there in a little bit. And I'm like, man, this guy's disrespectful. This is bullshit. And, uh, and he comes, he sits down across the desk and uh, couldn't be not, like, again, not super engaging. Uh, he's not going to talk for a long time, but nice, respectful, um, was really good, and, and and I realized then I was like, all right, he's not disrespectful. He wasn't showing up late to to disparage me or anything. He just didn't care. He just doesn't care about media attention. And it was that day that I was like, man, I love this. Like I love, and, and and that's him. I saw him a few months ago, six months ago, before the shutdown, when they came into Boston. I was going to do a story on Brian Dutcher, um, leading up to the NCAA tournament. He's done an unbelievable job this year at San Diego State. So I walk in to the uh, where they were practicing downstairs, like a health club uh, in Boston. And uh, and I knew some of the writers. And I said, like, Kawhi, you know, will he talk before shoot-arounds? And they all looked at me. They're like, no, no, he hasn't talked once this year. Like, good luck. And I'm like, fuck, I drove all the way in for nothing. I mean, I saw Doc for a few minutes, but I'm like, it was worth a shot, whatever. So I go up to him before, and I, I'm like, Kawhi, you know, you got a minute. I just need a couple minutes on a story I'm doing on Brian Dutcher. No problem. Sits down with me for like 10 minutes. And, uh, and I think that's the type of kid he is. Like, he doesn't want to talk about himself. And, and Forbes, you probably heard these stories from, from Nick a little bit. Like, I was talking to Doc about him. And he's just like nobody else. He just wants to work. He just wants to play ball. That's Yeah, it. Nick loved him. He loved coaching him. Loved him. Never said a bad word about him. So different, just so different in this day and age when everybody wants to take to social media, including you, Forbes, and, and say what they're doing, you know, all the time. And, uh, and Kawhi's just like, nah, I just want to play ball. I just want to play ball, too. I know you want to play ball. I know, but being, you're on Zoom being, number eight. I'm just being a team player, man. I'm just, you know, I'm on the I'm all ACC head coach, man. And you know what I did today? Go ahead. I took a screenshot. Of the coaches' meeting, the Zoom. Did you? Oh, yeah, because I'm going to keep that now. In case you get fired before the season? Oh, here you go. I mean, I'm talking about I just – someday I'm going to show this to my grandkids. This is who I've been – Hanging with? I've been coaching against these guys now, you know? I mean – That's why you want a season this year. Honestly, you need a season this year. What if Kay retires or Roy – some one of these guys in their 70s retire? You need You need this year. You think I want to play 26 conference games? Yeah, you got to go up against them. Come on, man. I don't have I don't have a starter back. Maybe I one. can't name a guy in your team. Not one guy. Well, you can. Isaiah Musius is a good player. Oh, I like Musius. He went to Brewster Academy. He's good. Then there you go. Right. He's a good yeah, player. Good yeah, I, we got maybe some other good player. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You don't even know. I don't know if we have one right now. I mean, I, you know, it's um, – Rob, grill him. Grill him on Wake Forest basketball. I, I had Wake Forest last year, but all the guys are gone now. So I, really? I can't. Yeah. 
And I want you yeah. to ask Coach K next time you're, you're on the Zoom call, though, if he still thinks that I'm from California. I, okay. I, took an, I took an unofficial visit to Duke as, like, a junior in high school because Chris Collins was sending me some mail. And like, they were sort of recruiting me. I mean, they weren't recruiting me, but they were sort of sending me stuff. And I was visiting NC State with Herb Sendak, and I was visiting uh, UNC Charlotte with, with Bobby Lutz. And uh, I go – I was like, well, I'm going to be there and Duke scrimmaging, and Coach Collins is sending me this mail. Why not? So they're – they have this scrimmage that's, like, awesome. Like, it's Reddick, it's Sheldon Williams, it's Jonathan Roberts. Like, it's a big-time team. And I go, and I'm – there's, like, 300 high school coaches there for, like, a, it's, like, a, one of those days where you have all the high school coaches around sure. and watch. And after the scrimmage, Chris Collins comes over. He's like, yeah, Coach Shesh going to come talk to you. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So he, he comes over and goes, Robbie – Thank you so much for coming all the way from California. Oh, I was like, I'm fired. I'm like, shit. <laughs> They're not recruiting me at all. They're going to Duke. So Shire, Shire, all, I told John this because I, I put AU against John. I've known John since high school. He thinks it's like the funniest thing ever. Hey. He says that sometimes they'll talk about it and they'll like laugh in the office. Hey, that's what these bio sheets are for here, son. Yeah, well, um, they, they don't have those at Duke. I got a whole bunch of them. Like, I'll be talking, and I'll look down, hey, Rob. Kay had him, Rob. Kay had him for the real recruits. What's hey. that? Kay had him for the real recruits. You have the bio sheets. Not, not the fake ones. You didn't make the fake recruits. The wait, it's finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. The NFL futures, the Chiefs are the favorites, plus 600. Ravens right behind them at plus 650. Then you got the Saints, Niners, and Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus a thousand. Uh, Bill Belichick uh, and Cam Newton at plus twenty two hundred. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season: game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, it's funny. I was doing one tonight. I can't say who, but it's crazy how this the world. You know, the the kid's dad. I went to Southern Arkansas. Okay, I'm a, a mule rider, by the way. And um, the the guy looked at me, and I looked at him, and I go, Rob. I went to college with the guy. Come on. Yeah, swear to God. Didn't know his kid's dad. That's awesome. Swear to you. And it was it was probably that recruitment might be over. Okay. I don't know. But over in a good way. Yeah. But I mean it's just like, you know, you're like You never know with you. It might be over the other way. You might have done something to the dad. I mean, but I was looking at the bio sheet like, God, I think I know this guy. (laughs) You know, like what's it before we let you go? Rob and I were, were texting before, and, and he was saying, like, we got to ask him what it's like to take over. And, and I know you've asked this before, but, yeah. you know, you take over late. Uh, you can't watch players. You can't evaluate them. You can't have them on campus. Like, what what the hell is this like to try to build a team? It's hard, you know. And um, it, But I'm not afraid of the challenge, um, you know. But as you guys know, when you take over a job, you immediately get to go meet the team. You immediately have them in the office. You go to lunch with them. You work them out. Try to get some credibility with them on the court. You visit with them at night. You know, to me, that's who you recruit first, right, is the players. And there was zero of that. I mean, when I – after my press conference in front of nobody, um, I had two players. I think everybody went to portal. You know, and so it was um, a really – scary two weeks of are we going to have a team um you know because it's Wake Forest I'm not going to go out and can't just go out and sign a bunch of new guys man it's the ACC high academic um it's not going to work you know and so I had to really work hard with our staff and um you know trying to regain these just build some relationships with kids that didn't know me I didn't blame them right they didn't know me like they didn't watch East Tennessee State play. I mean, they didn't. And so then, once we got that under control, then it was trying to, to fill out the team. 
with 2020 with kids that are good enough and kids can get in school and can't leave campus and can't come to campus. Okay. You know, and in 2021, recruiting them right now, and a lot of those kids are making decisions based on their visits, like Robbie said. What did Robbie just say? I went to Duke when I was a junior. I went to probably 10 of Purdue games. And yeah. so these juniors are now seniors are making decisions based on what they did their junior year. Well, I wasn't here, and they didn't come here. Um, and then 2022, like, here we go. So – you know, I'm not complaining, but I have to be the only coach maybe in the history of college basketball. They got a job May 1st, never met their team till July 15th. Think about that. And then I'm recruiting three classes and I've never left the campus and never had a visit. And I don't know when that is going to happen. Um, you know, it's dead till January 1st. Probably. You know, and then our campus is closed. Like, you know, Wake Forest has got three entrances to the to the school. One's padlocked and two have a guard gate. You ain't getting on campus. They can't even come on and see the campus. Not unless they officially apply and then get a get a visit, but the but the buildings are closed. You know, so um not every school is like that. Okay. All right. I mean I'm not and I'm not complaining because we knock on wood so far, we've kept things in pretty good order here. You know, as far as is that is COVID spreading around, but at some point, you know, you got to be able to go out. You know, you got to be able to bring at least bring some kids to your campus. Because to me, the number one of the best, the biggest selling points of Wake Forest is bringing a kid and his parents onto our campus and them seeing it and walking around and beautiful and and the academics and the you know and the facility and and so um, we just haven't been able to. to take advantage of that. And, you know, being out in the community, you know, I'm big into that with the players and myself. And, you know, that's been pretty curtailed too, because there's just not a lot of events, you know, people aren't having big events, you know, of a lot of people. So uh, maybe someday I'll write a book, you know, maybe, um, maybe Rob, maybe I'm the dumbest coach in America to take a job during a pandemic. I don't know. You know? I don't think you could write a book. But, but, um, but I will tell you, it's a, it's a special place. And I don't have to tell you the lineage of players that have played here. Um, I think you know them and the coaches. I have a picture of Dave Odom and Skip Prosser in my office that I put in there to remind me every day what this can be. And um, and so um, you know we we're gonna we're gonna keep plugging and um, and hopefully one of these days uh, get them me to recruit. You know, I mean it would be it would be. Uh, it would be nice, you know, it's hard personally, you know, I can't go home to my mom, you know, my dad passed away a year ago and she's living by herself in Iowa. And, and I can't even do that because not only can I not take the risk of giving it to her, I can't spend 14 days in quarantine away from my team because I got to practice, you know? Um, so it's a different world, weird world, um, you know, and, and, I, and I, I don't mean to jump around, but that's another issue with the season. They're, they're, they're telling us that we still have to recognize the three-day dead period around Christmas, which I, I agree. But there's going to be a lot of old-school coaches that are going to send their players home. Right. And right. then when they do, they're going to quarantine when they come back. So there's a whole new window of, 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 of the season that's not going to be played for some teams. Mm-hmm. And, and in my situation, we came back July 4th into quarantine until the 20th, basically. Um, I didn't – they haven't gone home. When when summer school was over, we kept going. So, how long am I going to keep them, you know, before they get a chance? Maybe this isn't the year to do it, but I'm telling you, there's going to be some coaches that are going to send their players home for Christmas or holiday, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and when they come back, they're going to quarantine, you know. And so, that that's going to take away some games, too, that are scheduled in late December. So. All right. Last thing I have is, Rob, what were your grades in in in, in your uh, your ACT score? I want to find out if he could get into Wake. I did not take the ACT. I took the SAT. Okay. My, my GPA would have been like probably in high school three seven. Wow. My SAT score I think was sixteen seventy. Oh my god! That was out of twenty four hundred though. Oh, okay. That was those those are the days of the twenty four hundred. 
They didn't yeah. last long, right? The 2400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they moved it. You're, 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 you're prime weight material. Get away for us. Yeah, he's prime weight material there, son. Um, if you have any eligibility left, I'd be more than glad to have a conversation with Dang. you after we hang out. I could have played with James. I could have played with James Johnson and uh and Jeff uh-huh. T. I recruited James. We had James a good laugh. We had a good laugh about that on the phone when I called him. Um, he's the only. He's got to be the only player from Wyoming to ever go away. Come on, man. Um, There's also like a black belt in taekwondo or whatever. Yes. Was, we played Wake in the Big Ten AC Challenge my junior year, and I was so glad he went to the league. Oh, so I was yeah. like, Danny, I'm about to guard him. And I, ended up, I was guarding Al Camino instead. Yeah. They were loaded, man. They, they were really good. Yeah. yeah. Loaded. So, you know, hey, we know it can be done, and um, that's where we're headed. You know, why not? All right, uh, listen. I appreciate both of you, Rob, doing it. You got an early flight out tomorrow morning to the West Coast. I feel horrible for you. You're going to San Diego. And uh, Forbes, how many Zoom calls tomorrow? What do you got on top? I got about three or four. Um, I got the uh, I got the racial reconciliation committee tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Got um, a couple of recruiting ones. I do. I got another one there somewhere. It might be a Rotary Club or something. I love doing Rotary Club on Zoom. That's that's a blast. I don't um, feel bad for you, Forbes, because because uh, I, I I know what your paycheck says. All right, you're it's, it's, hey, money's not everything, public. Jeff. Come on, hey, I don't hey. think it's public. Wake Forest, that's private knowledge. I'm, um, I'm a private school. Um, that's right. That's right. Well, and I do have to make one more recruiting call here after we hang up. But I might maybe two. I may call Hummel here. My clock. <laughs> may call Katie up. See if he's got any eligibility left. There you go. There you go. All right, listen. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you doing this, and uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again, and and uh, be safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. See you. Take care, boys. See you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.